Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ramkumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Shreya Datta, technical writer at Clover Network. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, Shreya. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Fantastic. It's a nice so, day in California. <laughs> yes, same same here as well. Nice sunny day. So, I'm really looking forward to chat with you in the next uh, 20 25 minutes to learn more about you and what what are you doing um and how are you related to documentation. Uh just to get everything into context, uh please introduce a little bit more about yourself Shreya and also let me know how did you initially got into documentation please. Sure. Uh so I uh, grew up in India and um I was in Hyderabad for most of my life and I studied science uh and most of my schooling was in Hyderabad and I later started working in Hyderabad itself. So uh, interestingly my first uh, early job was uh, because I took I had interest in multimedia uh, I loved graphics and animations and I I just took a course on that during my uh, graduate uh, days and I enjoyed it a lot and my first job kind of was led through that where I ended up as an e-learning instructional designer uh, I initially worked for an aviation uh, services company which was uh, we were building e-learning courses for the aviation industry um, you know uh, we had customers like uh, airbus and snecma motors so that was my first four four and a half years of uh, learning to be an instructional designer working with uh, you know group captains subject matter experts and learning this was a uh, fun interesting lot of computer graphics um and i learned a lot at that time and then i moved to uh, progress software so that was my first time uh, actually working on software product e learning courses and i was uh, an instructional designer as well so that was around the first 8 years and then i finally joined oracle as a curriculum developer and uh, i was uh, part of the communications global business unit and i moved internally after that in for a information developer role within oracle's fusion cloud application product where i learned that and that's where i really learned technical writing so this uh, team was focused on the project portfolio management product which is currently part of the top erp cloud offering in the industry for uh, erp cloud and especially because uh, it it was uh, saas and it was the new thing uh, i learned a lot um, about technical writing there um then in uh, 2018 i quit after 10 and a half years and i moved to uh, california and uh, after an initial break i joined clover network as a technical writer last year for their developer relations team 
That's a that's a great journey. So, how long have you been with the documentation or in this profile, Shreya? So, uh, documentation, including my Oracle experience, would be around ten years, and uh, the other half was instructional design. Uh, my uh, point of view has uh, been pretty broad because of having exposure to both. So my view is that uh, the beginning and the end goals of both are kind of same. If they are different deliverables, and I kind of see um, the whole um, documentation training as part of the same spectrum, just uh, focused at different objectives uh, in in helping people uh, getting. Um, uh, being educated about your product and how to use it, so I kind of I I believe that my experience as an instructional designer has added to, um, you know, when I did uh, became a technical writer. So okay, great, great. So what's your documentation process at Clover Network, and who normally gets involved in defining this process? So at Clover, uh, and it was similar in my team, uh, my product team at Oracle. Um, it was driven by the uh, Scrum teams, and um, uh, so it's similar at Clover as well. Um, there are product owners, engineers, QA, and technical writers part of the Scrum team. Um, technical writers uh, review the user stories, plan the updates to the help documents. And when technical writers are involved at an early stage of design documents, there is a greater chance uh, for you to influence uh, whether it's product UI language, messaging, and kind of uh, be user advocates and playing that role of uh, having your Scrum team uh, who is deep into the nitty gritty of stuff, see the bigger picture and kind of interconnect um, the correlation of product and feature dependencies between different scrum teams. So that's the value uh, technical writers can bring in the setup. And uh, the process at Clover is, uh, it is agile scrum based. It was similar at Oracle, but I can't say that for all teams because one, uh, what happens is every company and team uh, has their own uh, needs. And sometimes technical writers are not as many in numbers and there are many scrum teams. So, so there are also situations where you might not be part of a scrum team is because it's just not feasible and you have to find other ways to circumvent these uh, situations and, you know, interact with the stakeholders uh, offline, get the same information by reviewing design documents and just being proactive and uh, building that relationship with the team uh, is an important part of uh, uh, the process. So it it's not a one size fits all simply because in ratios, technical writers are um, much less. Like my current team at Clover, we are four people working on the technical developer documentation. And uh, there are about 10 people in the merchant facing documentation, which is more end user for the Clover hardware point of sale devices. So they are two separate teams and the merchant facing team is focused on UX writing. We are focused on the writing that uh, writing in the API reference for the um, third-party developers that build apps and explaining the platform, uh, providing them the basic concepts to understand what we uh, offer and uh, really learning how to use it. So uh, in that proportion, uh, you know, some teams we are part of the scrums and some teams we are not. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you just adapt and that's uh, the challenge as a technical writer. Nice, nice. So, um, so it, as important factors, what would you consider when creating any documentation uh, for your applications? 
So, uh, yeah, especially because now I have uh, more recently in the last 10 plus years focused on SaaS and cloud-based uh, applications. I see that um, in, in such scenarios, it's the Scrum-based methodology, which is more common. And that has definitely changed and uh, uh, changed the uh, process and the initial uh, the way in which people were working and there were assumptions, uh, you know, with the waterfall method. And when we transitioned to agile, um, technical writers uh, and the teams were required to push the envelope, right? And they were, um, we tried to build new processes and make it simpler and, you know, make it more nimble and uh, lean uh, to move ahead um, and keep up with the scrum, uh, the pace of the scrum teams. Uh, it was not just a challenge for technical writers, but it was um, a challenge for everyone. And uh, I've seen the transition to agile even uh, within Oracle, which was a very large organization with people uh, who were used to doing things in a certain way. And then everything changed and it took many years to kind of smoothen out and um, get things working. Just to have the technical writer represented in the scrum itself in the beginning was a challenge, right? because uh, people did not understand why the technical writer had to be part of the team. And uh, over time, it started bringing out the value uh, as to why this was actually a benefit, because if they had to be nimble and agile, and if a technical writer was actually uh, responsible to review uh, the UI language, then influencing that language early before the coding is done uh, mm -hmm. was uh, a strategic uh, role uh, to uh, you know get things done quickly, and uh, uh, over time we evolved and we uh, we tried to come up with you know uh, tips and tricks and how do you uh, best practices of working with Scrum teams and you know really figuring out how do you manage this. It is always going to be one technical writer to three or four or more <laughs> Scrum teams. So how do you do this right? So uh, the big advantage of the Scrum methodology uh, turned out to be that technical writers, one, were in the center of uh, the action, and they were able to uh, have access to user stories, designs, discussions very early up in the, in the cycle. Mm -hmm. And that was always a problem in the waterfall days because you're looking at a design two years after it was done and coded, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. uh, that changed a lot. And then technical writers became a valuable and a strategic part of this whole thing. Um, and over time became uh, important to even work on release readiness materials like, you know, uh, documenting the new features, getting them out to the people on the field, um, uh, documenting bug fixes because the environment would be patched, unlike in the on-premise days, right, where people may or may not take an update. It was their choice. But in the cloud world, uh, the patches would happen and people would have to know what the impact would be, what are the bugs that were fixed, what mm -hmm. were the new features that were going to show up, would, would those features impact their current user flows. So that's where I think uh, the technical writer suddenly became very uh, much more visible and a very uh, key part of this whole process. Fantastic. So let's let's uh, talk about your uh, user-driven documentation. Yeah, just uh, what is this user-driven documentation, uh, Shreya, and what are the benefits? Um, user-driven documentation is being talked a lot. 
um but, uh, but i i like to go back to the basics because even as an instructional designer that was something that was key you know understanding your user's persona understanding what is your user doing uh, what is the task they're trying to accomplish putting yourself in their shoes and trying to play that role while uh, trying to understand what it is that they need versus what uh, we used to think in the early days that you know you just have to meticulously cover every single single thing that the product does right mm-hmm. which is still true it's not that you don't have to but the focus and the driving force is now uh, clearly that uh, because you can no longer write uh, a whole guide in one sprint right <laughs> so you have to kind of prioritize and that's how you know working with stakeholders has uh, changed and uh, so um, user driven documentation uh, i think is you know focus on the user stories focusing on the task that is being accomplished looking at the acceptance criteria looking at you know what are the top uh five things the user should be able to do uh, mm-hmm. by reading this documentation prioritizing what is more important with your stakeholders saying hey i am on you know multiple scrum teams uh please tell me what are the top things that uh you that must go uh at the end of the sprint um and uh you know kind of being able to set priorities and then focus on what's most important to the user and iteratively building over time uh is the strategy uh, right now but at the same time the focus on the user has become even more so because uh, in saas you do start with a user story right you're focused on what is the user doing what is the story and really understanding what um users who are trying to accomplish a task to occur to um to achieve their business goals what is it that they need to know and bringing that focus and um you know really uh, doing 100% uh, as much as uh, as close as possible uh, in a sprint and over time improving that is very important and being mindful uh, now that i'm more uh, i'm in the developer relations team you know i have more access to information questions coming from customers and that also helps right like over time mm-hmm. you start to see what are the most the top problems that customers are facing and if those problems are in my areas i'm like oh that's that's cool i didn't think about that and you know focusing on answering the questions focusing on uh, problem solving right um i think that has become extremely important now and having this exposure to support teams uh having uh, exposure to the questions users are sending where are they getting stuck and really getting into their mind getting into their day to day jobs um has become a key factor in building good high quality documentation you said driven documentation fantastic that's that's nice to know um so or a clever network currently generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base so we have um, uh we have recently started using google analytics so uh, we do have uh, search data but um you know coming Uh, to uh, metrics is a different discussion i've been listening to lots of podcasts and mm-hmm. webinars about it and uh, it's uh, it's one thing to really it's very important to have um visibility into how much traffic is coming into your site or what are the keywords with which people are searching for your help yeah. uh, you know to make sure that those keywords are there and your help and used um so we are definitely doing that um what would add value though is to really understand uh when somebody actually used your documentation and succeeded um in completing the task and from a public site that's much harder to figure out so but then yeah we are actually tracking 
um, in the last six months, we have started using Google Analytics and we were using a different tool before that, but that was not as um, you know elaborate and detailed as Google Analytics is. Fine. Uh, so in terms of uh, the networks, uh, developer support strategy, what role does documentation have in Clover Networks? Um, in Clover Network, uh, the developer relations team supports third-party developers uh, who build apps for Clover. Uh, Clover has an app market uh, where merchants who buy devices, uh, so merchant of uh, you know who own restaurants, uh, they build customers, and um, these developers can build apps that. Uh, uh, support various ordering use cases, right? And we give some apps out of the box and the developer community builds other apps and they anticipate other sorts of needs. So providing information to two types of users. One is the, the business users who, who are people looking for, hey, how can I make, um, you know, um, uh, how can I, uh, collaborate with uh, Clover and use their platform and um, build something uh, that uh, will will uh, uh, generate revenue for me. And uh, then these business users might recruit developers or they could be individual developers who decide that they want to use Clover's platform to build an app. So walking a developer through, you know, maybe tutorials, giving them a quick, you know, here's all the things we offer and then giving them the various options with which they can build apps uh, so Clover's platform is based uh, is an Android-based platform, but we also provide other uh, options. Uh, we have an e-commerce API. We have, um, you know, REST API-based uh, apps. Uh, there are semi-integrations. There are so there are many options that developers have, and that's the cool thing uh, that the community that they can choose from what they want, and they can build apps how they want. And our job uh, for documentation is to ensure that. Um, they have the resources and the examples and the content and the conceptual information needed to understand what is available. Uh, they need access to the API reference. Um, the API reference has to be clearly documented to help them understand how to use the attributes. Um, so that is the primary role of documentation. Great, great. So we are about to go to our rapid fire round. Would you like to add anything more, uh, Shreya, before I jump on to the rapid fire round? Yeah, so uh, I just wanted to call out one accomplishment, which is uh, something that happened yesterday was, um, and that sure. is satisfying uh, from the user, um, you know, centric documentation that you talked about, uh, was that one of our engineers uh, who supports developers, um, there was a new uh, integrator who uh, started working uh, on Clover's platform and they sent them the documentation and these guys seem to have uh, been able to uh, go live uh, without any glitches and that was called out and that was very satisfying. I think that's a good uh, example of success and having generated quality documentation. So Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Well done, well done on that. So nice, it's a good, good news to share with everyone, of course. <laughs> yes, yes. Super. So rapid fire round, who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? Uh, so it's not one individual, but I would say it's my team in Oracle because um, uh, when I moved from instructional design, curriculum development, it was, um, you know, the whole team, we, everyone, uh, so the peer reviewers was, you would, you would create your document and you would share it with the team. And, you know, I have not seen such wonderful, robust reviews and they ensured the managers, uh, the product managers, 
the strategy team, everybody was very passionate about very high quality, well-written documentation. And they always wanted the best for the customer. So that always helped me push my limits and like uh, really learn how to make great documentation. And I had lots of examples and, um, you know, uh, materials that they had created to refer to and like learn from. So I think I would give a lot of credit to the team, uh, not just my direct tech writing team, but the larger team, the stakeholders who were so passionate about it. Thank you. Uh, so can you share a documentation related resource you have consumed recently? So uh, I have, um, you know, of course, like going to our own doc site. But besides that, of course, um, I have uh, been using, you know, looking at a lot of uh, visuals. I'm, I like visuals uh, and I've been listening to podcasts. I would treat them as resources because I'm learning from them. I've been reading a lot of articles on how the whole challenge of work from home is affecting uh, different uh, companies and how they're dealing with it. So I just, you know, I haven't exactly like looked at traditional documentation but i see all of these as knowledge resources out there that people are sharing and then i appreciate how people write them and how they think through them and i look at those as examples for me to improve my own documentation so fantastic nice uh, so what is that one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self um Definitely, you know, focus on the user and try to put yourself in their shoes, play that role, um, understand what is their day-to-day -day life look like, you know, understanding that persona, what is their routine, uh, that really gives you perspective on what they need and uh, what kind of information and what kind of detail uh, they, they require in documentation. Uh, and really understanding what uh, you're dealing with a very basic user or a you know advanced user or different kinds of users, uh, business users who already, let's say, have prerequisite knowledge versus users who are technical. They kind of know how to use stuff, but they still need to know very basic information. Really understanding that clearly is something that I would uh, I wish I had known in that time, but now, you know, over time, this is, this has been my learning. So I really appreciate everything uh, through my experience uh, at Oracle and various companies uh, in the past. Fantastic. And podcasts like this exactly does that, uh, that good thing with the guests, with guests like yourself, Shreya. So thank you for sharing that piece of uh, advice. Sure. Thank Super. you for this. Yeah. So thank you, Shreya, for your uh, time with us today. And uh, is there anything else you would like to quickly summarize or add to this uh, uh, to our audience? Um, definitely. I've been reading lots of blogs uh, as well. Like I've been reading Tom Johnson's blog. I heard his podcast recently. So I've, you know, I've been thinking about uh, the metrics question and, you know, the analytics, of course, uh, I, uh, I have a lot of ideas on how things can be. Uh, the good thing is that the role of the technical writer is evolving to something much, much broader than people think. Uh, so that's something that um, I have been consciously kind of observing over time, which is like, it's not just, you don't just write. A technical writer has a very broad role. They can be their user advocates, you know, they're, they're out there always kind of championing the user. Uh, at Clover, that is even more so because uh, I'm directly in the Clover developer relations team. And um, that is, I think, a very key role that technical writers can play because they are um, separated from the complexity and the nitty gritty of the day-to-day -day product details and they can provide that value 
when they are part of the teams and they're part of the design or they are part of those discussions. And that is something that uh, I think a technical writer has a much bigger picture and a broader point of view um, from the user side. And that is something we need to leverage and help evolve. So it has gone from being someone, you know, even though the word writer, I don't think we have the correct role name for technical writer mm-hmm. uh, yet because uh, you play many roles. And uh, I think that's the cool thing. And it's a challenge and, uh, you know, it brings out a lot of people with different kinds of skills. And uh, I think that's, it's nice to see this evolution and I'm looking forward to what's the next thing. Super. So I wish you all the uh, best of luck for all the upcoming projects and uh, uh, brilliant documentation that you're going to produce uh, in the upcoming uh, path. So thank you again and have a good day, Shreya. Thank you, Gauri. Thanks a lot. You have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.